Happy Resurrection Day, Amen. And uh, I, I, I rem- if you remember, a couple of services ago, I said, really, we have Easter here every service because we preach so much about the finished work of Christ and uh, believe that He is alive, He is risen, and um, and and we walk and live in that, Amen. And uh, the New Testament life is, is uh, we, we begin with the finished work of Christ. Amen. And, uh, so that's why even on Good Friday or whatever, we, 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 uh, esteem that, we respect that, but we don't mope around all sad and blue because we know that he rose. Amen. And he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he didn't do it for himself. He didn't need to, he didn't need any help. I hope you know that. He didn't redeem himself. He redeemed us. Amen. And it was you and I uh, that he was on the cross for. We got credit. You know, he fulfilled the law and finished it, brought it to uh, a conclusion, and we got credit for it as if we would have done it. Amen. So, So don't mope around and be sin conscious and, oh, I feel so bad about that thing I said in 1962, you know, <laughs> if you're not careful, you'll, you'll, you'll live under the kind of the curse of that. And, uh, you know, uh, the devil likes to bring up things. You ever notice that? Like three o'clock in the morning, well, you know, that thing you said, that thing you did, that mistake you made. And then pretty soon you don't have any victory in your soul and it's hard for your faith to work. And you, 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 you wonder if God even loves you. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He's the accuser of the brethren. But what you need to tell him is, I don't know that person you're talking about. That person has been buried, killed off, buried, and uh, and left for dead forever. Amen? And uh, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And uh, boy, it's just good to get up every morning and make some confessions. Amen? Just... Again, not trying to change God or change heaven. It's a completed, finished work. But we're changing our own mind and our own heart and our own soul. Amen? Yeah. To say, I am a, a, a partaker of the divine nature. I'm a completed person. Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect doesn't mean like our idea of perfection. You know, every, every uh, T crossed and I dotted. But it means that everything's complete. There's nothing missing, nothing broken. Right. I've often said, you know, babies are born, and the first thing the mother will do usually is count the fingers and count the toes and make sure you look at their ears and make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. Amen? Uh, to say, okay, so to that, no matter how beautiful or, or not so exciting that child is, to the mother, the child is beautiful if everything is there. Amen? And so that's what we're saying, complete. I'm complete in Christ. All right, praise God. Let's preach today and get something out of this. I've got the victory. How about you? Romans 6. Now, you know, we certainly, through our, if we've been in church long or in our life, we've certainly analyzed the cross. We've looked at... Uh, all the things about the cross and the blood and, you know, those things. But um, we need to see ourselves in Christ on that, amen? Not just him on the cross and 
and paid the price for our sin, and now we're sort of like a clean slate. I've heard it taught like that. Uh, and I guess clean slate waiting for us to make the next mistake and write on there again. But uh, you need to get rid of the magic marker and uh, stop writing on there because um, we uh, live in the continuous flow of righteousness and forgiveness in Christ. Amen? And so we are in Him. I want you to see yourself in this um, Resurrection Sunday of what you have been. We know what Christ has resurrected to. We're going to mention that. But we need to see ourselves in that, what we've been resurrected to. New life. A new and living way. Walk ye in it. Praise God. We used to sing all those little songs, you know. Uh, back in the day, and um, they, they kind of became outdated, and some of them became like oversang. But uh, but they're good words, amen. You know, good words, and uh, maybe we could update some of them. But, you know, praise the Lord, we need to sing those songs and think that way, amen. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. I, I had that going in my heart today, so that's why we sang it. <laughs> I thought, that's a good Easter song. I've never thought of that before, but it is. Glory! Open your Bibles to Romans 6. If you haven't found it by yet now, you need to look in the index. It's in the New Testament. Get out of Leviticus and over to uh, Romans 6. Okay, verse 3. We'll start there. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the old life. Don't live in the old mistakes and, and old, old who you used to be. Live in the newness of life. Amen. I'm a new creation. David Ingalls wrote some of the great songs. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things have passed away. I've been born again. Praise God. That's what needs to be our song. That needs to be our confession. For if we have been planted together... In the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Uh, there's a tendency in church life uh, to, and, and in our Christian walk, there's a tendency to want to resurrect that old man and try to control it, try to reform it in some way. Stop reforming what's dead. You know, if you found somebody out in the cemetery, you know, giving instructions to the uh, residents there, you would maybe, you know, call the people in their little white coats. I don't think they have those anymore, but uh, they, we should, I think. But, um, you know, you'd think this isn't right. Something's off here. A person out giving instructions to the dead. So that's us trying to make the dead man follow some rules and regulations or whatever. Um, if you, somebody said this, and it was shocking at first. My friend Jim Andrews actually said this. He said, the Holy Spirit will not help you in your struggle to reform your flesh. 
In other words, that's not our job to reform our flesh. Our job is to walk in newness of life. If we'll walk in newness of life, that newness of life will penetrate all parts of our being and our life, amen, and help us to overcome. And that means that we could overcome even even like self-improvement campaigns that we go on, like I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to, you know, uh, be more disciplined in my finances or whatever, these things that we want to improve ourselves. But the Holy Spirit's not going to do this merit sin conscious thing with you. He can't because he is looking at you and the Father God is looking at you from the standpoint of a finished work. Amen. Now, do we need to, do we need to, Paul said, I keep my own body under lest I fall away. So again, not to always identify groups, but there are some people who consider themselves grace camp. And I, you know, look, I'm in the faith camp, the grace camp, the, the saved camp, the spirit camp. Amen. I heard, uh, I heard, um, T.L. Osborne one time say, I'm Catholic because I believe in the universal church and, and, and the unity of the church. He said, I'm Lutheran because I believe in personal righteousness and salvation. And he said, I'm Methodist because I believe in holiness. And I'm Baptist because I believe in evangelism. And he said, I'm, uh, I'm Pentecostal because I believe in being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. I'm charismatic because I believe in the move of the Spirit and all the gifts in operation. I'm word of faith because I believe in the uh, the infallibility of God's word. Amen. And I'm grace because I believe uh, Ephesians 2.8. Simple as that. We're saved by grace. It's a gift. It's it's not by our works lest any man should boast. Amen. And um, so in you know, on and on, whatever is happening, I want to be a part of it. And uh, and all of our foundation from the beginning, from the early church on, is a part of what we believe, is a part of our uh, doctrinal foundation. Amen? So um, don't want to identify a group and, and bash them. But um, so, some that call themselves in, in you know, in, in the grace camp, uh, they don't believe in, some of them don't even, seems like what they've said, they don't even believe in confessing anything or, making any kind of an effort, but Paul said, Dr. Grace and Dr. Righteousness. <laughs> he wrote the book on it, didn't he? he Paul said, I, I make an effort. I keep my body under, lest while, you know, preaching to others, I find myself uh, a castaway. So, you know, there is some responsibility. Uh, ask the court system. They expect you to have some responsibility when you, you know, if you just... Uh, if you tear out of your house, you know, uh, completely naked and run down the street and and rob the Seven Eleven or whatever, you know, you there might be some consequences to that, and and some judge might be telling you, now you need to get control of yourself, or we're going to put you in the nut house. Like I told you, I have a good friend from uh, childhood, and his last name's Looney, and he became a psychiatrist. He did, Doctor Looney. And I said, you know, if he would have started a, built a hospital, he could have had the Looney Hospital. You know, anyway, I don't know how that worked out for him, but he, he's just—it's true. I think he's retired now. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, Lloyd, if you're watching, we love you. God bless you. 
I just thought, how can that be? How can anyway? I'll get off on that. Um, so I want you to see that that just because that these things are true doesn't mean we don't make any kind of effort or whatever. But what we know is that our effort uh, is not being like reward. We're not earning righteousness by our because we lost forty pounds. We're not. We're, God doesn't love us more. This thing of perfecting our love walk. If we're the one damaged, how can we perfect anything? We have to depend on the Lord to do everything for us. Amen. Uh, I just gave up on David years ago and decided it was a lost cause. So I just now trust in God. Amen. Trust and obey for there's no other way. Amen. All right. Where were we before we were distracted? Um, walking in newness of life. If we have been planted together, in verse uh, 5, in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Live in that. From the cross to the throne. You know, uh, people sing the song. There's nothing wrong with, with, with singing it. Jesus, keep me near the cross. That there's, a, there's a time to go near the cross, but then there's a time to go to the ascension and then go to where the, the, the seated authority of Christ. Amen. We don't need to live at the foot of the cross. We need to live at the foot of the throne. Amen. Seated next. We're in Christ seated next to um, God. And the thing is, anytime you see the word seated or, or seat, it means throne. It means a seat of authority, not just a, like a, a Samsonite folding chair. This is not a Baptist Sunday school room set up there in heaven. Is something else. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. We love the Baptist, and we love Samsonite, and we love Sunday school. I'm just saying, these days, if you don't say all that, somebody's offended. You know, you got to watch it. Well, my aunt works for Samsonite, and I just want you to know that they make a fine product. You know, okay, good. All right. I mean, I've been there where I get chewed out for everything. I have PTSD from post-preaching rebuking. All right. Um, knowing this. Now, this is something we need to know. And I, when I see the word know in King James, it makes me think about experientially knowing. In other words, when it talks about uh, Adam knew Eve, it wasn't just like, oh, there's Eve. Uh, how you doing today? No, it, it means that they were intimately involved. Amen. Uh, in every way possible. So we need to be intimately involved knowing it's an experience, it's something that we have, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. All right, it's dead. Stop trying to raise it back. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So don't have the fourth person of the Godhead being sin, you know, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and sin. Um, get what I'm saying? Like a, your relationship with, you don't need a relationship with sin and shame and guilt. Uh, it's dead. You ever seen people that were offended by somebody that's already died? You know, like, like mama or or their daddy or their grandma or, or some somebody that 
ex-wife, ex-husband, whatever, that's, they're dead. And 10 years later, they're still having issues. They'll go to a counselor and talk to them about it. Well, you need to go to a counselor if, if, you're, if you're doing that. You need help. But I'll tell you, uh, you know, let it go. They're dead. They can't hurt you anymore. They can't insult you. They can't be mean to you. They're in the grave. This is the way this is. We need to make that old man stay in the grave. This is not a time for zombies. Amen. Oh, you know, and, and sometimes our stuff from the past comes at us almost like a zombie attack of, oh, oh you know, the mummy, oh, oh, you know, coming back from the grave to haunt us and remind us, I'm still here. I'm scary. No, you're dead. Get back in the tomb. Get back in the grave. Get back in the ground. Amen. Preach, pastor. Um, it says, knowing this. So it's something you need to know. Say, I know this. I know this. That our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. So if the body of sin is destroyed, there shouldn't be all the sin in your life. People that say, well, I, I can do anything I want because I'm righteous. Well, I don't know what right, I don't know which book you're reading because the Bible talks about, and Paul says, the, the, the righteousness, I mean, the grace that leads to holiness, grace that leads to righteousness, real grace, God's grace, leads us to a life that's pleasing to the Lord. It doesn't lead us to become some pervert or something. Can I say pervert still? If you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 started to, I started to tell you what, um, about 20 years ago, I said uh, uh, this guy that came to the altar that needed help, and what I said to him, but I, I, I don't dare do it because I could get sued or shut down by Facebook or I don't know what. All right, it's mean anyway, so stop it. Brother Osmer said, mean preachers make mean people. <laughs> so we don't want to be mean. But it's funny what I was going to say, but anyway. For he, for he that is dead... So, so we're not serving sin. Sin's not running us. Sin's not, you know, we're not so easily tempted and distracted by a shiny object over here. He that is dead is freed from sin. So if you've got like rampant sin going on, you need to go back to the cross and kind of read, read this. And understand that you're something you're not knowing. You're not knowing that you're free. You're not knowing that that old man that, that is sin-capable is dead. Yes. Keep it dead. He that is dead is freed from sin. Woo! Well, you need to go to the deliverance classes. No, you need to believe the Bible. 
Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, that's what we're preaching, celebrating, commemorating today, dieth no more. He's not going through the death sequence over and over again. Death hath no more dominion over him. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. Therefore, we've overcome death, hell, and the grave. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, here's what you're going to do. Say, this means me. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin. Dead indeed unto sin. People want to talk about their... uh, Temptations, you know, pastor, I'm tempted. And now, uh, when when you get to that point in the sentence, I want to put my fingers in my ear and go, la, 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 because I don't want to hear what you're tempted. I don't want to look at your face and think, ew. (laughs) That's really gross. So instead of talking all the time, Uh, about your struggles and your trials and how weak you are and how pathetic you are. How about just do this? Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. I'm dead to that. Maybe it was a stronghold kind of a thing that, you know, once had dominion in your life, something you were easily tempted for. And every now and then that zombie will come back and try to resurrect that And you need to say, nope, I'm not, I don't know what that's about. I'm dead unto sin. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's not sin. See, there's something for us to do. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. Now, you notice if the word therefore is there, you have to know what it's there for. And it, it refers to, so now you have to go back and connect what was said before to what is now being said to make the complete thought. So he says, because that you've reckoned yourselves to be dead and alive uh, to sin and alive unto Christ, you now have the power and the ability to let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. You're not obeying your flesh. You're not obeying your mind when it goes to the dark side. You're not obeying those things. Amen? You're walking in love. You're walking in faith. You're forgiving people. Now, some preachers and pastors, they can sure preach forgiveness and love to the congregation, and they struggle with it themselves. (laughs) Because I've seen them, man, just be mean and mad and hard to forgive somebody or some preacher says something about them and they get it out for each other. And I mean, you know, people struggle. All right. But we, 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 we should not let things like that reign in us. Amen. I told Scarlett, I said, one thing that we've learned that's really helped us in our ministry is never burn bridges. 
And there are people today that are such fast bridge bombers and bridge burners, the least little thing. And they're not, I mean, it's not, the punishment doesn't even fit the crime most of the time. It's like scorched earth. You look at me wrong and I'm going to burn down your house and burn down your business and burn down the town. I mean, you're a hater and I hate you. And this is the, this is the spirit of the world today. It's, it's extreme. It's so extreme. Somebody looks at you wrong and they're ready to rip your head off. And, um, but that's not, that's not Christ-like. <laughs> and it's yielding to the flesh. So we don't yield to the flesh. Is this helping you at all today? Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Somebody said, what does yielding mean? Well, you know, we certainly know how to grieve the Holy Spirit <laughs> when he's moving on us to, to give or to, to do something or to prophesy something, whatever. You know, there's a yielding that, that, that takes place, but we know how to resist too and say, you know, I just think I'm not going to do that and disobey. So that's what you need to take that talent that we all have to resist the Holy Spirit and resist the devil with the same thing. It's, it's just, just the same. It's just, oh, that's really hard to resist the devil. No, it's not. It's no harder than it is to resist God. <laughs> you just, you use the same, the same mechanism. You know, when the Lord tells you to do something and you kind of just kind of, I don't know, I don't know. I have to pray about that. Well, who are you going to appeal to? The one who's telling you to do something, you're going to go back to him. I, I, you tell the one who's commanding you, I'm going to, I gotta, give me a minute. I need to pray about it. Who are you praying to? But it's the same way. I've said, so how to resist the devil? It's the same way. You just, he gives you a suggestion. Something comes up, some temptation, and you go, you know, I'm not yielding to that. I'm just not. You don't even have to go into major prayer and call the hotline prayer line or whatever. You can just resist. You have that ability to resist and go, you know what? I'm just not yielding to that today. I'm not going to do that thing. I'm not going to, you know, be involved in those those thoughts and, and things. Amen? I'm not going to yield my members uh, as uh, instruments of, of unrighteousness. For sin, this is such good scripture, sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law but under grace. The Bible even says, uh, and we're going to kind of close with this, but I just want you to see that as you celebrate Easter today or the Resurrection Day, I want you to, to think about, praise God, you know, everything Jesus went through, spiritually I went through it with him at salvation and the new birth. And now I am, that's on the, on the other side of the cross, I'm on the on the other side now, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above all principality and power and might and every name that's named, not only in this world, but that in which is to come, which means tomorrow. 
Amen. I got it. I got the victory today and I'm planning on having it tomorrow because it works for that too. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Jesus took it out of the way and and, and, and God nailed it to the cross. All, uh, all of the condemnation of the law, all of the curse of the law, all of our past sins, all of our past failures, all of our spaghetti ball of eh, in our soul, all that angst and confusion and fear and trauma and drama, all that is nailed to his cross. Amen. Praise God. And anything nailed to the cross dies. You know, you need to take, if you've got a grudge, maybe you've got a grudge, you got a real problem with somebody and you know it, and you know it's not right, but you want to, I don't know, you, you're struggling with it. Nail it to the cross, literally like, please don't bring a hammer and nail in here anywhere. But, uh, the, you know, in your mind <laughs> of imagination, amen, just look at that ugly thing in your life, that ugly, ugly, you don't have to be under condemnation. Hey, we're humans. We got emotions. We all deal with stuff. But just take that, that offense, that, that hurt, that pain, that, that temptation, that, that thing that something's ugly and dark. Take that and, and in your mind and heart, nail it to the cross. Get a big old, you know, what do they call it? The five penny nail or whatever, some big giant nail that they use. You know, get a big fat nail and a, or, and a hammer. And, and, and literally picture yourself nailing it to the cross of Christ and say, there, if it's nailed to the cross, it's going to hang there till it dies. Amen. It'll bleed to death and die and put it under the, under the blood. You know, we used to sing a song. I'm going to stay right under the blood. And, um, that's, that's good, isn't it? I'm under the blood. All of my sins are under the blood. Everything. Now, if you haven't accepted, especially you that are watching on uh, internet today, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I can't think of any better Sunday than Easter Sunday to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And uh, and he died for you. And he shed his blood for you. Paid the price for your sins. He's not wanting you to, to uh, put on a Augustinian monk outfit and walk around in sackcloth and ashes and somehow pay him back or, or pay the price. Jesus paid the price for you. We love Augustinian monks. Praise God. Let that be known. Please write that down. Dr. Facebook, whoever you are. Anyway, praise the Lord. We don't want to offend anybody uh, and get shut off of the air. But praise God. You know, I'm saying you don't have to just walk around all drab and sad. But praise the Lord. You can have victory today in Christ Jesus. And it starts with you accepting him as your Lord and Savior. You can, just, you can just put your hand over your heart and just say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Make me a new creature. I thank you that your blood washes away all my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and that you ever live uh, to testify of, of your overcoming power. And I receive you and I declare today that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior today, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, and you pray that prayer. If you prayed that online there, please write us a little text and let us know, amen. Now, I want to uh, pray for your healing. 
if you've got um, a need in your, oh, why don't we all stand just a minute and pray this together. But if, you, if you've got a sickness in your body, put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you and heal you. Amen. Make a difference in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your healing power. I command every sickness and every disease to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to dry up and disappear, any abnormal cell growth occurring in anyone's body, even microscopically. Father, I thank you that your healing power touches that today. The blood of Jesus washes it and cleanses it and makes it like new. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for uh, anybody that's suffering from some kind of a mental attack, uh, any kind of mental illness or, or, or weakness there, Lord, any kind of oppression, depression, fear, um, uh, doubt, whatever the darkness is, in Jesus' name, uh, be healed and whole. Satan, take your hands off of God's property in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that are struggling financially, materially, I thank you that you show yourself strong this week in those areas and bring about absolute miracles of provision and supply. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Let's lift our hands and praise him and thank him today for his unspeakable gift. Amen. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen.